the Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Good morning. With John Leonetti. That broadcast school has really paid off. Deacon Mark Campbell. Mark Amadeo. Ooh, yeah! And Deacon Tony Valdez. Well, good morning. Welcome into the Catholic Morning Show. Deacon Mark Campbell in for John Leonetti today, along with Brady Graham, Deacon Tony Valdez. Grateful that you've chosen to spend your morning with us. And we're grateful to spend our morning with you. We've got a good show coming up for you today. I'm excited to speak with Dr. Chris Reed. He's an author of best-selling and uh, future-ready leadership. He's strategy his strategies for the fourth industrial revolution. He's a sought-after speaker, facilitator, and coach uh, through his writing and engaged Catholic ministry. Uh, Chris seeks to inspire, educate, and help people discover and use their God-given talents. We're going to talk about his book, Sacred Conversations. And if uh, you're somebody who feels like they get stuck, right? When somebody approaches you with a question about the faith or, um, you know, or even the, the challenges of life, right? Maybe they're sharing a burden with you and, and you're not quite sure how to respond, particularly in maybe uh, w- with some spiritual insight or some ways to, uh, you know, bring comfort or even express empathy or sympathy to an individual. I think this is going to be a, a book for you and a conversation that we're going to enjoy. It's not just a, a, a self, merely a Christian self-help book, but it's an inspired invitation to transform your life. And what better week to uh, talk about that than the week following the transfiguration, where many of us talked about or heard about the uh, transformation or the transfiguration of Jesus and how that can transform our own lives. We'll talk about that a little bit as well. First half hour, we'll have Lane Ogle. She's a member of the Young Catholic Network here in Des Moines. We're going to learn a little bit about that, find out how young you have to be to be a part of it, what they do, and some events they will have coming up later this year. We'll have uh, Mark Amadeo with sports. Of course, the Dowling Girls competed in the state tournament yesterday, so we'll hear about that. We'll have Brady Graham with some weather. But let's go right now to Deacon Tony Valdez to start our day with the morning offering. God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus in the Church, pray for us. St. Joseph, her most chaste spouse, protect us. Amen. Amen. Let's take a look now at our news headlines for today. News is brought to you by Mercy College of Health Sciences, offering a variety of accredited healthcare programs to choose from. Learn more at mchs.edu. A bill introduced by the House Education Committee would increase the minimum starting teacher pay to $47,500 for the 2024-25 school year, then increase again to $50,000 on or after July 1st, 2026. After unanimously passing out of the House Education Committee, the Appropriations Committee advanced the legislation to the Iowa House floor. The legislation also requires a minimum wage of $15 per hour for education support personnel, a large reason why advocates significantly support the bill. While this, while this proposal is less than Governor Kim Reynolds originally proposed in her condition of the state, the House file is seeing strong bipartisan support in the House. Advocates agree that this legislation has an overarching goal of improving Iowa's education system and would be beneficial for bringing and retaining educators to rural schools. The legislation is now eligible for debate on the House floor. 
Palestinian Authority Prime Minister Mohammed Shetayem and his government resigned yesterday amid calls for reform from the U.S. and Middle East nations. The overhaul is part of the conditions the U.S. and countries, including Saudi Arabia, are seeking before the Palestinian Authority, which administers the West Bank, can play a potential role in governing Gaza after the Israel-Hamas war. Israel has said it won't accept a Palestinian Authority rule over Gaza. The Palestinian Authority was originally created as an interim body under the 1993 peace agreement between Israel and Palestine, the Palestine Liberation Organization. It was granted limited rule over parts of the West Bank and Gaza and considered a path for a potential two-state solution. However, since 2005, the governing body has been under Palestinian President Mohammed Ubas and his Fatah nearly uh, party. Nearly 90% of Palestinians have said they want Abbas to resign, viewing his regime as authoritarian and corrupt. And good news for fans of high-stakes bingo in Iowa. They will be happy to hear that Iowa lawmakers passed a bill that sets standards on bingo games organized by licensed organizations on Monday. The bill would prohibit licensed qualified organizations from conducting or offering free bingo games or bingo games for which the price to play exceeds $50 per game. According to District 6 Republican State Senator Jason Schultz from Schleswig, the bill codifies and increases the maximum price a qualified organization may charge per bingo game up to $50. The bill also increases the maximum retail value of a bingo prize from $200 to $900, unless the prize is a firearm, in which case the maximum retail value is $5,000. And I, Brady, I had no idea that you could uh, play bingo for more than like 50 cents a card. Uh, but $50, $50 a game seems pretty extreme. I don't think I'm old enough that I, I haven't even started playing. <laughs> yeah, well, that's... <laughs> you uh, can teach me. No, just kidding. <laughs> hey, I'm a big fan of bingo. It's, uh, it, it, there, there's been many a family night, uh, large family gatherings that have been spent playing bingo. My, my brother-in-law sort of started this uh, Easter at his house. Uh, he, he calls that, you, it's 25 cents a game and... and uh, the, you know, the pot sometimes gets up to seven fifty or $8, and I tell you what, the kids are excited to win that $8 when, uh, when they fill their card. But let's go to Mark Amadeo now with a scoreboard update. In sports on your Tuesday morning, yesterday the girls' state basketball tournament got underway at Wells Fargo Arena in downtown Des Moines, and it was the Class 5A quarterfinals. And yesterday afternoon, in a game you heard on most of these Iowa Catholic radio network stations, it was third-seeded Dowling Catholic defeating six-seeded and the defending Class 5A state champs, Pleasant Valley, by the score of 53-48. to Dowling girls now with a record of 20 and 4. The Maroons were led by junior Ava Zedeker with 29 points and freshman Katie Moeller with 15 points. Up next for the Maroons, they will take on Cedar Falls in the Class 5A semifinals this Thursday morning at 11.45. Tonight, men's college basketball in the Big Ten. It'll be Penn State at the Iowa Hawkeyes. They'll tip off at 8 o'clock at Carver Hawkeye Arena in Iowa City. The Hawkeyes and Penn State both tied for eighth place in the conference with the record of eight wins and nine losses. And tonight, men's college basketball in the Missouri Valley Conference. It'll be Northern Iowa hosting Valparaiso. They'll tip off at 7 o'clock at the McLeod Center in Cedar Falls. Northern Iowa tied for fifth in the Missouri Valley Conference standings. In our next broadcast here on most of these Iowa Catholic Radio Network stations will be coverage of the Class 5-8 State Girls Basketball Tournament semifinals. And that'll be this Thursday morning, pregame at 1130 with tip-off at 1145. Dowling Catholic, the third seed, will take on seventh seed Cedar Falls. 
And in the other semifinal, it'll be Johnstein taking on Waukee for the third time this year. Join Scott Babinat and me Thursday morning from Wells Fargo Arena in downtown Des Moines with our broadcast here on most of these Iowa Catholic Radio Network stations. And with your Tuesday morning sports update on the Catholic Morning Show, I'm Mark Amadeo. Thank you, Mark. Let's go to Brady now with a look at today's weather. Yeah, today's forecast is brought to you by Construction Professionals, a family business built on a strong foundation to create new and remodeled homes, cpcustomhomes.com. And Deacon Mark, I hope you are ready for plummeting temperatures. <laughs> I, I did uh, I did grab my heavier jacket when I left the house today. <laughs> That's so. good. Uh, for today, mostly sunny skies, highs in the lower 60s for now, uh, but temperatures will fall to near 40 degrees in the afternoon, and then winds will start gusting up to 35 mile per hour uh, tonight slight chance of snow windy and cold lows around 12 degrees and those winds will be picking up to 45 mile per hour and then on your wednesday sunny and windy highs in the lower 30s uh, taking a look at your temperatures around the area des moines sitting at 46 ames and marshalltown 42 and fairfield 47 degrees uh, more news sports and weather Coming up in the next half hour. Back to you, Deacon Mark. Thank you, Brady. Yeah, that uh, what what a great treat yesterday was for the teams that were in town for the girls' basketball tournament. Uh, of course, some of those teams didn't have to travel very far, but uh, too bad for those who will show up tomorrow. That's uh, that's kind of a a bad deal. But uh, hey, it's great to be competing in the state tournament, regardless of the weather outside. So congratulations to the Dallin girls. We'll look forward to Thursday's uh, game right here on the, uh, most of the Iowa Catholic radio network stations. And I want to, you know, I, I often thought that if I was ever going to do a, a podcast or a blog or, or something like that, you know, to, uh, uh, to share my, my wild thoughts with people, I've had this idea for a while, and maybe it'll come to uh, to light. But the thought I've had is is a, a, a look back to the Sunday Gospel, because I think about how many times in you know we do a lot to prepare for the for the Sunday Gospel. We give you, of course, right here on Iowa Catholic Radio, we give you Deacon Randy on Thursday mornings with a look at the first or second reading, and uh, Father Andrew Winchettel on Friday who looks at the uh, the upcoming Sunday Gospel, but it. it it oftentimes for me, you get to Sunday, you hear the homily or, or you hear the scriptures and then Monday morning rolls around and, and it's as if we've forgotten everything that we just heard. Or, you know, do we really let the scripture on Sunday uh, transform our lives? Right? And I think this is a, a, a great thought for, for me today is that the uh, following that tra- was considered Transfiguration Sunday, where every year at the on the second Sunday of Lent, we take a look at one of the transfiguration stories of one of the three gospels and the, the, the Monsignor Charles Pope put out a great homily and, and it was offered me an opportunity to kind of you feast on this this week because he, he talks about this paradox and an often overlooked aspect of that the scriptures that we heard and that was that Jesus took Peter James and John and led them up on a high mountain by themselves you know and how much of our life is is really involved with with climbing and struggle and difficulty. But he goes on to talk about how through those, those challenges of life that we uh, it's, it's where Jesus really becomes transfigured to us or transformed. We see our, we can see our faith, access our faith in, in a new light. We learn to lean into Jesus and he, he reveals himself as the strength to help us persevere through the difficulties of life. 
So this week, as we you know continue going about our, our Lenten practices, I know many of you are, are facing some challenges. Uh, I get a, a number of prayer requests. I just want you to be encouraged that uh, you know if you if you persevere in faith, if we persevere in faith through the the difficulties and challenges of life, there's an opportunity that God will be transfigured for us. We'll see Him in a new light, just as uh, Peter, James, and John did upon the Mount, uh, Mount Tabor. It was a 2000 feet climb and it's steep. Those of you who've been there know that, right? And they had to be thinking, you know, what, what on earth are we doing? You know, little did they know that Jesus was going to reveal himself in a way that he had never done before. And one that didn't make sense again until after the resurrection, so that struggle you're in right now that uh, is, is causing you difficulty or you're beginning to question why, hey, trust Jesus has something to reveal to you. All right. We had a great uh, program last night at the uh, Tea Room downtown Des Moines. Ralph Martin gave a great talk. Over 100 men were in attendance last night. Um, also, there's, some, uh, you know, there's been some... Uh, Parish missions going around. I know Sacred Heart is is hosting one here in Des Moines, as well as one more night I think with Doctor Bud Marr down at Saint Anthony's tonight. And I think there's there's no problem. And if you haven't been able to make it to either of the first two nights of those retreats or missions, parish missions, it's uh, it's okay to show up on the third night. There'll be something for you to take away from it. Uh, also, check the uh, your, you know your parish calendars. Make sure that there's they don't have something going on this Lent that you can partake in and enjoy in addition to those fish fries and communal penance services. Well, coming up, we're going to have Lane Ogle. She's a member of the Young Catholic Network here in Des Moines. We're going to learn a little bit about what they do, how how young you have to be to be a part of it, um, and some uh, events I know that they have coming up, as well as in the second half hour, we'll have our Saint of the Day and Dr. Chris Reed and his book, Sacred Conversations. The, uh, you know, I've, I've read some books on having difficult conversations, so I think this will be a, a new spin on maybe uh, how, how to have, take some of those difficult conversations and make them sacred. So we'll look forward to that conversation. I'm Deacon Mark Campbell in for John Leonetti. It's the Catholic Morning Show. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for programming comes from Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical, offering repairs, installations, and maintenance for the whole house, including heating and cooling systems and all things plumbing and electrical. Learn more at goldenrulephc.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Skeffington's Formal Wear, in business since 1951, with locations in Des Moines, West Des Moines, Coralville, and Ankeny. Skeffington's Formal Wear, fitting you for life celebrations. Online at skeffingtons.com. Fast Signs is a custom sign and visual solutions company with an extensive selection of digital signage, interior and exterior signs, banners, and vehicle wraps. Learn more at FastSigns.com. Thank you, Fast Signs in Clive, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Fitness by Design, your neighborhood fitness studio. Located in Des Moines, offering PH or fitness classes, private and semi-private training, beamer, and massage. Learn more at FitnessByDesignDM.com, 515-770-3844. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from John Leonetti, EOS Implementer, the entrepreneurial operating system, helping businesses and organizations clarify, simplify, and achieve their vision. John.Leonetti at EOSWorldwide.com. 
Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Bozen the Florist. Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, weddings, whatever the message, say more with Bozen. Bozen.com, 515-244-ROSE. Bozen makes the moment mean more. The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Good morning and welcome back into the Catholic Morning Show. Deacon Mark Campbell in for John Leonetti. He'll be back in studio tomorrow. A regular lineup of uh, of things. Grateful for Brady stepping in and helping out with the weather in his absence. And coming up in the second half hour, Chris, Dr. Chris Reed and his book, Sacred Conversations. You'll want to be a part of that. Oh, yeah, I will. Uh, um, oh, there you go, dude. No, you're good. <laughs> Let's go right now to who we have in studio. Lane Ogle. Good morning, Lane. Good morning, Mark. How are you? I'm great. Welcome back in. The last Thank time you. we introduced you to uh, our, our audience, we had, um, it was during our fundraiser week. It was, and yes. We were, we, were, we were talking conversion stories and, and people who have, uh, you know, walked the path of, of faith and how you kind of found your way to Des Moines. And you have, uh, you've planted some roots here. Just a few. <laughs> yeah, you've gotten very involved. And one of the things you've gotten involved with, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about your, your post-RCIA experience, but I, we brought you in this morning because you were telling about this Young Catholic Network. Yes. And, uh, you know, I'm not, I don't consider myself young. Well, maybe we're I do. We're like, young y- at heart. Young at heart, right? But, but uh, tell, tell me about the Young Catholic Network, you know, what, uh, you know, where it got its start and, and how you, what involvement you have with it. Yes. So Young Catholic Network, it is um, an organization that we have here in Des Moines uh, to bring young professionals together um, and kind of live out their witness and their faith together in the professional workplace. Um, We have our founders, Maria and Annette and Maureen, um, who wanted to bring an organization like this to Des Moines. Now, there's a a larger chapter called Young Catholic Professionals, Uh um, but Des Moines is slightly smaller than the bigger cities that it's um, a chapter in. So we wanted to bring something like that to Des Moines so we could still have that fellowship and that community together um, while living in the workplace. Yeah. Yeah. And so how long has it been around? Oh, my goodness. We've probably been around for... About three years now okay. since COVID had um, had kind of run its course. And sure. <laughs> so you guys started after the uh, after after things settled down a little bit. Yeah. And, yep. and uh, what you know, informing the group, what what were some of your goals? What were some of your ambitions? You know, as obviously networking is part of it and mm-hmm. living out your faith. But uh, what what are some other things that you guys are actively doing? Yeah. So one of our main uh, goals is to help the young professionals and the young adults kind of getting into the workplace, getting into life, um, transitioning. Yeah. Yeah. From wherever they are, wherever from high school, from college, from, uh, doing all of that, um, and helping them figure out and get practical advice on how to live in the secular world. Some people obviously might be in, uh, more of a faith-based organization, but I would say a majority of us are kind of in a secular world. So yeah. Yeah. uh, yeah. And maintaining your faith out in the world, uh, you know, is, and it's, not that you're a resounding gong and saying, look at me, yes. I, I'm Catholic going through the office, but mm-hmm. uh, th- they may notice you show up with ashes on your yes. forehead on Wednesday, or uh, they may see that uh, while everybody else is eating a cake r- around the office, mm-hmm. you decide to, to not eat. And then of course, oh, are you dieting? Yeah. No, I'm <laughs> fasting. Oh, fasting for what? You know, and so these, mm-hmm. uh, these conversations op- open the door and you guys are helping people sort of equip, equip them the, with the, you know, the support to, yes. uh, to, to live out their faith 
with 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 uh, with courage, right? Absolutely, it, it helps to know that there's other people around you, maybe not right next to you, but that there's a community and a sense of more people that are doing the same thing you are. So it gives you more of a uh, a sense of security in that sense, I believe. Yeah, yeah, we're, that uh, Jesus sent us out, sent them out two by two, right? So yes. we should uh, we need to, we need to partner up with one another. So when when do you guys meet? So we have a goal to meet quarterly during the year. Um, our our last event was probably in November, I believe. Okay. And um, our next upcoming event will be in uh, April, okay. April 9th. Uh, we usually meet on Tuesdays. That seems like a good normal day for uh, right. <laughs> outside of all of church gatherings and anything like that. Um, so uh, our goals are Tuesday evenings. Okay. So uh, we have April upcoming. We usually do a bigger panel during the summertime to kick off the uh, the summer months outside. Wonderful weather for the most part. Excellent. Um, <laughs> Excellent. So, yes. And how many people normally attend or have been attending? Typically, we're seeing about... Anywhere between 50 to 60 people per event. Wow, that's um, a good number. Possibly less, possibly more. So, yeah. yeah, we're gaining a lot more traction over the years. And um, it's wonderful to see repeat people. It's wonderful wow. to see newer people, especially, you know, kids that are gra- kids, I guess, young adults now yes, right. <laughs> who are graduating from college and coming back into town or coming to Des Moines. Yeah. It's such a huge up and coming young professionals hub. So it's wonderful to see all of the new people coming in. All right. Now that the, the question I have to ask. When do you age out of being a young uh, <laughs> in the Young Catholic Network? Yes, so I'm trying, we, to, I'm trying to figure out if, if, yeah. Brady, if Brady in there can still ma- can still make it. If you're still able to come, <laughs> um, we have a typical range of about twenties to thirties. Okay. Um, so I guess if you're still maybe forty, you can probably come in if you feel that young. But yeah. right. I'm still good then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm thirty-five yeah. back here. There you go. Look at that. <laughs> April 9th. Yeah. <laughs> And where will that April 9th event be? We will be at the diocese um, downtown. Okay. So we pastoral will meet, center. Yep, the pastoral Great. center at the diocese. Uh, so we typically meet there. We've had other events elsewhere. We mm-hmm. usually go to um, uh, Market One rooftop yeah, for yeah. rooftop events. Uh, we've been at the Tea Room. Okay. Um, so kind of different areas that we like Excellent. to try out. But the, the pastoral center is where we're going to be this Good. time. And you'll have a speaker. And what what, yes. what time will the event, from what time to what time on yeah. April 9th? So we typically have networking, appetizers, drinks, all of that from about 6 p.m. And then we start our speaker at 7 p.m. They speak for about 30, 40 minutes, and mm-hmm. then we have questions, answers after that, and then send people on their way after 8 p.m. Um, what's uh, what's the uh, the demographic of the uh, of the group? I mean, is it yeah. are there any couples that show up uh, or mm-hmm. is it mostly singles? What's the what's the overall makeup there? Yeah. Male versus female. Yeah. yeah, I would say it's actually a pretty good mix of all of the above. Uh, we have a lot of couples who do show up, a lot of singles who do show up, um, a lot of half of a couple that show up, <laughs> um, and people who are younger, people who are you know in their earlier twenties, people who have children at home. Okay. Um, we have provided healthcare or healthcare childcare. <laughs> we provide healthcare for people. Yeah. <laughs> um, we provided childcare in the past. So we're working on doing that again. Uh, so people who do have younger children are able to come in. Awesome. Um, we do have a great range of, I believe it is pretty much 50-50 female to male ratio. So um, it, it's really nice to see that kind of community coming together. All different industry backgrounds as well. Finance, agriculture, um, 
everything Des Moines can offer. A lot of insurance, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. That's it. Where can people learn more? If they, yeah. if, if they, uh, you don't want to go back and listen to the podcast and, and yeah. find out all the information you provided, what, uh, what, what's the best way to, to hook up with the yeah. young, young Catholic network? To get connected with us, we have a Facebook group that you're able to be a part of, uh, Young Catholic Network. Uh, if you go to the diocese... I, I thought the Young Catholics were on Instagram these days. Uh, <laughs> I or, think or, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're trying to. We're, we're trying to like tap into that demographic. <laughs> I'm not great on social media, but yeah. uh, we have wonderful people who are able to figure that out. So um, we have that way you can get connected. Uh-huh. Uh, if you go to the diocese website okay. under Young Ca- Adult Ministries, okay. um, we are under there from uh, the website that we have for Young Catholic Network, and there's a lot of other ways that people can get connected as well to uh, the Young Adult Ministries. There's right. Catholic Beer Club, Theology on Tap, Young Catholic Singles, um, and then just overall the Young Catholic um, social groups. So, yeah. um, yes. Excellent. Well, that's uh, that sounds good. We'll look forward to the, the event on April 9th. Uh, but let's talk about, so you came into the church uh, since we're in the season of Lent, and people are uh, passing through the scrutinies. And the, this, uh, yes. uh, this this part of, uh, of Lent as they prepare to enter, be received into the church at the Easter Vigil. Uh, it's been two years for you now? It has been. This will be upcoming two years. Okay. And uh, and like I say, you've, you, you're you not a Des Moines native, so you transplanted here, found your way into the church. Uh, what other things, just because I know there's people that are, that are preparing to be received into the church, and I've already gotten some questions. What does it look like on the other side? Yes. Right? Oh, well, it's... Uh so it's a long journey on the other side. <laughs> That's but, what I was, I was yeah. telling you. Know, this is this is actually not this is not a yeah. this is not a graduation or an, yeah. a, end of the road. This is actually a launch. This so. is a launch for you know. And I always love to think of things glass half full. So for me, it is a launch into greatness, but it is also a launch into life <laughs> and life has lots of curves that it throws at us. Yeah. Um, I was actually just listening to, I told you I was listening to the catechism in a year yeah. with father Mike Schmitz, um, and he was talking this morning about not in a cynical way, not looking at life as a battlefield in a bad way, but it makes you prepared for whatever life throws at you. Yeah. So you're not just looking at, at it through rosy glasses and you're not just thinking that everything good is going to happen, right. but just expecting that life is a battlefield right. and whatever comes at you, you are going to be prepared because you have God in your corner. So that's, I thought that was a great reminder for me this morning. That's pretty solid. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm going to have to look, look at this. You said his name is Father Mike Schmitz. Yes, is, that, is. is that? Yeah. Yeah. You might have heard of him before. <laughs> might, might have to look into some of his, uh, his other work. And he's see, see he's got that. a little bit of knowledge behind him. Yeah. So, uh, so parish-wise, what, what's life in the parish look like for you? Yeah. Life in the parish. Um, I am a parishioner at St. Augustine. Yep. Um, and it's a wonderful community. I personally love it. Um, I went through RCIA Mm -hmm. uh, 2021 to 22 uh, with uh, Rhonda Heim and then Deacon Kevin Heim as well. Um, And they were just wonderful. I'm on the hospitality team with them now. I'm shocked. (laughs) You're so (laughs) joyful and welcoming that uh, that it it seems like that's a natural fit for you. It it was wonderful because I know for myself, it was a great experience to 
be in that community, to be able to ask questions, to be able to uh, just get the knowledge that I needed for my faith journey. Um, And so just being able to collaborate with other people who were going through the same process I was, maybe at totally different points in their life, uh, maybe further down their faith journey than I was. uh, But it was great to have common ground in that sense. So I love being able to help other people in that respect as well. Right. And we have a lot of catechumens and catechists coming through yeah, this year. Yeah, and I heard you gave parish. a pretty good testimony or uh, at, uh, at one of the recent uh, gatherings or classes yes. for, the, for the group. So yes, yeah, yeah, taught a taught a class on Lent. So that was exciting. <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh, and it's it's good to get that fresh perspective. You know, somebody mm-hmm. who uh, is newer to the faith and, and learning disciplines and practices and, and uh, yes. uh, how they you know what role they play in, in, in your life. Well, thank you, Lane, Absolutely. for coming on this morning. Thank you. Uh, again, the uh, Young Catholic Network. You can find more about it at the diocese website under. Uh, young Adult Ministries, and you can uh, connect with them there, or they do have a, a Facebook page as well that you can uh, find out. Their next event will be coming up April 9th, and that will be, remind me again where that's going to be at? It's going to be at the Pastoral Center, right. downtown Des Moines. That should have been easy enough yeah. to remember, but we're covering, covering lots of things. So continued Holy Lent for you, and uh, we'll hopefully talk to you again soon. Thank you, Mark. Hope so. All right. Coming up, Sacred Conversations, a, a book that uh, should help every single one of us as we enter into conversations of, uh, what I like to say, conversations of consequence or significance. So we'll want to come back. You want to come back and join us for that. We'll have the saint of the day as well as a reset of news, weather, and sports. But right now, let's go to our gospel reflection of the day. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus spoke to the crowds and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees have taken their seat on the chair of Moses. Therefore, do and observe all things whatsoever they tell you, but do not follow their example. For they preach, but they do not practice. They tie up heavy burdens hard to carry and lay them on people's shoulders, but they will not lift a finger to move them. All their works are performed to be seen. They widen their phylacteries and lengthen their tassels. They love places of honor at banquets, seats of honor in synagogues, greetings in marketplaces, and the salutation, Rabbi. As for you, do not be called Rabbi. You have but one teacher, and you are all brothers. Call no one on earth your father. You have but one father in heaven. Do not be called master. You have but one master, the Christ. The greatest among you must be your servant. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, but whoever humbles himself will be exalted. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Hi, this is Father Nick Smith, parochial vicar of Christ the King Parish in Des Moines. Today, humility is exalted in this gospel. The virtue of humility, our Lord Jesus Christ spared no cost to himself to humble himself in our sight so as to raise us to eternal life, to resurrected life. We recall the passage of St. Paul to the Philippians that Jesus, though he was in the form of God, did not deem equality with God something to be grasped at. Rather, he emptied himself. He emptied himself by taking on our flesh and going to the cross for us. Likewise for us, there is no cost to ourself that we should spare in order to humble ourselves in the sight of others. Because, as we were reminded on Ash Wednesday, your Father, who sees what is hidden, your Father who sees 
even the most secret of actions, those humbling actions, he will repay us. Let us ask for this grace of humility and seek to practice it this Lenten season. May God bless you and let us continue praying for each other. Jen, the Director of Nursing at InterVisions Healthcare, a free and faith-based medical clinic in Des Moines that helps women with their unplanned pregnancies. We're looking for a registered nurse to help serve our patients. So if you'd like to come work for us, we'd love to talk to you. Call us today, 515-440-2273. If you're a compassionate and professional nurse looking to help vulnerable women in need, please give us a call, 515-440-2273. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Ashworth Vision Clinic. Complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and urgent eye issues. 515-440-4610. AshworthVision.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Next Generation Realty, a Catholic and family-owned flat-fee brokerage serving Central Iowa since 1994. Next Generation Realty can handle every step of the process of buying or selling a home. Learn more at NextGenerationRealty.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Westgate Dental, offering cosmetic, family, implant, and general dentistry. Located at 1073rd Street, Suite 1 in West Des Moines, just behind Dowling Catholic High School. Learn more at WestgateDentalIA.com. The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Welcome back into the Catholic Morning Show. Deacon Mark Campbell, grateful that you are with us this morning. Imagine the best conversation you've ever had, one that maybe set your heart on fire, challenged your thinking, brought you closer to God, inspired you to take action. Recall how that conversation made you feel and how maybe it changed your heart and your life. Those interactions can be rare, but our uh, conversation with Dr. Chris Reed coming up on Sacred Conversations will hopefully increase the number of moments that uh, you're able to have those types of interactions with, with others. That'll be at 7.45. We'll have our saint of the day. Mark Amadeo with sports, Brady with weather. But I know we've got some birthdays, or at least one, to recognize today. And remember, you can email us if you want to have your loved one's rec- birthday recognized here or or wedding anniversary. And uh, we'll do like we're doing right now. Take and Tony Valdez. Today's birthday goes to Tim Flattery. So, Tim, happy birthday from all of us here at the station, and um, God bless you on your birthday. And let us pray. Let us pray with all of our people who might be celebrating birthdays. God of all creation, we offer you grateful praise for the lives of those who recall today the special occasion and rejoice in your gifts of life and love, family and friends. We humbly ask you to hear their prayers and grant them their heart's desires in accordance with your holy will. Continue to bless them with your presence and surround them with your love, that they may enjoy many happy years, all of them pleasing to you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. See, it's that easy, folks. We, wouldn't even, we won't even sing to them, but who wouldn't want to, have, uh, who, who wouldn't want to be prayed for on their uh, wedding anniversary or we, birthday? We got a song. Oh, Brady and I have a song. It goes, birthdays. We've got birthdays. We've got lots and lots of birthdays. No? Well, it's, I don't know. We could, we could put it to a vote. I, I, I think that uh, it has potential. Let, let, let's, let, we'll let, work on it. Yeah, well, yeah that's we'll, a great we'll idea. Perfect idea. Let's go to our top news stories of the day. Uh, 
Today's news brought to you by Mercy College of Health Sciences, offering a variety of accredited healthcare programs to choose from. Learn more at mchs.edu. All six candidates running for the Des Moines City Council at large seat spoke to voters during a public forum on Monday night. The forum was hosted by Southwestern Hills Neighborhood Association. It was the first time all six candidates were in the same room. The public forum was held at Brody Middle School. Former Mayor of Frank County and several sitting city council members were in attendance. Lower Beaver Neighborhood Association will hold another candidate forum on March 7th, March 7th at Deborah Heights Wesleyan Church. Absentee ballots will be available beginning March 28th, and a special election will be held on March 19th to fill the seat vacated by Mayor Connie Bozen. The Albert Einstein College of Medicine announced it received a $1 billion donation from a 93-year-old former professor, Dr. Ruth Gotsman. The gift, which will provide free education in perpetuity, in perpetuity for all 737 medical students at the school, is believed to be the largest to any medical school in U.S. history. Annual tuition at Einstein is over $59,000 per year, with almost half of the students owing more than $200,000 upon graduation. The school is in the Bronx in, the, in New, York, New York City, one of the poorest boroughs in the city, but also one of the most diverse. Spring 2024 semester tuition for the current fourth-year students will be reimbursed, and free tuition will be provided for all students starting in August. Palestinian Authority Prime Minister Mohammed Shatayim and his government resigned yesterday amid calls for reform from the U.S. and Middle East nations. The overhaul is part of the conditions the U.S. countries, including Saudi Arabia, are seeking before the Palestinian Authority, which administers the West Bank, can play a potential role in governing Gaza after the Israel-Hamas war. Israel has said it won't accept a Palestinian Authority rule over Gaza. The Palestinian Authority was originally created as an interim body under a 1993 peace agreement between Israel and the Palestinian Liberation Organization. It was granted limited rule over parts of the West Bank and Gaza and considered a path for a potential two-state solution. However, since 2005, the governing body has been under Palestinian President Mohammed Mahmoud Ubas in his Fatah party. Nearly 90% of Palestinians have said they want Ubas to resign, viewing his regime as authoritarian and corrupt. Ah. Let's go to Mark Amadeo now with a scoreboard update. In sports on your Tuesday morning, yesterday the girls' state basketball tournament got underway at Wells Fargo Arena in downtown Des Moines, and it was the Class 5A quarterfinals. And yesterday afternoon, in a game you heard on most of these Iowa Catholic radio network stations, it was third-seeded Dowling Catholic defeating six-seeded and the defending Class 5A state champs, Pleasant Valley, by the score of 53-48. to Dowling girls now with a record of 20 and Four. The Maroons were led by junior Ava Zedeker with 29 points and freshman Katie Moeller with 15 points. Up next for the Maroons, they will take on Cedar Falls in the Class 5A semifinals this Thursday morning at 11.45. Tonight, men's college basketball in the Big Ten. It'll be Penn State at the Iowa Hawkeyes. They'll tip off at 8 o'clock at Carver Hawkeye Arena in Iowa City. The Hawkeyes and Penn State both tied for eighth place in the conference with the record of eight wins and nine losses. And tonight, men's college basketball in the Missouri Valley Conference. It'll be Northern Iowa hosting Valparaiso. They'll tip off at 7 o'clock at the McLeod Center in Cedar Falls. Northern Iowa tied for fifth in the Missouri Valley Conference standings. 
In our next broadcast here on most of these Iowa Catholic Radio Network stations will be coverage of the Class 5-8 State Girls Basketball Tournament semifinals, and that'll be this Thursday morning, pregame at 1130 with tip-off at 1145. Dowling Catholic, the third seed, will take on seventh seed Cedar Falls. And in the other semifinal, it'll be Johnstein taking on Waukee for the third time this year. Join Scott Babinat and me Thursday morning from Wells Fargo Arena in downtown Des Moines with our broadcast here on most of these Iowa Catholic Radio Network stations. And with your Tuesday morning sports update on the Catholic Morning Show, I'm Mark Amadeo. Thank you, Mark. Brady, what do we have to look forward to in the weather today? Yeah, falling temperatures, unfortunately, but I think we're going to rebound by the weekend back into uh, the high 70s, it sounds like. Yeah, I think it's said it heard a chance of 80 degrees possibly <laughs> That's on what Sunday. I heard, yeah. A- Today's forecast is brought to you by construction professionals, a family business built on a strong foundation to create new and remodeled homes, cpcustomhomes.com. For today, looking at mostly sunny skies with highs in the lower 60s and temperatures falling to near 40 degrees in the afternoon, wind gusts up to 35 mile per hour. Tonight, a slight chance of snow, windy and cold with lows around 12 degrees and winds uh, picking up to 45 mile per hour. And for your Wednesday, sunny and windy, highs in the lower 30s. Uh, your updated temperatures around the area. Uh, Des Moines is at 47, Ames and Marshalltown at 45, and then Fairfield uh, coming in with a high temp at 50 degrees. Back to you, Deacon Mark. Oh, thank you, Brady. Let's take a look now at our Saint of the Day. This is your Saint of the Day on Iowa Catholic Radio. When we think of achieving great holiness by doing little things with love and grace, Therese of Lisieux is probably the one who first comes to mind. But our saint today, St. Gabriel of Our Lady of Sorrows, also died painfully from tuberculosis. Together, they urge us to tend to the small details of daily life, to be considerate of others' feelings every day. Our path to sanctity, like theirs, probably lies not in heroic doings, but in performing small acts of kindness every day. And uh, very interesting, our saint is the uh, patron of clergy, students, and young people, given our uh, conversation with Lane Ogle in the first half hour. Born in Italy into a large family and baptized Francis, St. Gabriel lost his mother when he was only four years old. He was educated by the Jesuits and having been cured twice of serious illness, came to believe that God was calling him to, be, to, calling him to religious life. Young Francis wished to join the Jesuits, but was turned down probably because of his age, because he was not yet 17. Following the death of a sister to cholera, his resolve to enter religious life became even stronger, and he was accepted by the Passionists. Upon entering the novitiate, he was given the name Gabriel of Our Lady of Sorrows. Ever popular and cheerful, Gabriel quickly was successful in his effort to be faithful in little things. His spirit of prayer, love for the poor, consideration of the feelings of others, exact observance of the Passionist rule, as well as bodily penances, always subject to the will of his wise superiors, made a deep impression upon everyone. His superiors had great expectations of Gabriel as he prepared for the priesthood, but after only four years of religious life, symptoms of tuberculosis appeared. Ever obedient, he patiently bore the painful effects of the disease and the restrictions it required, seeking no special notice. He died peacefully on February 27, 1862, at the age of 24, having been an example for both the young and the old. St. Gabriel of Our Lady of Sorrows was canonized in 1920. We ask today, St. Gabriel of Our Lady of Sorrows, to pray for us.
Well, we're great. You've, grateful you've been with us so far this morning. We want you to stick around. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk to Christopher Reed on how God wants us to communicate in his book, Sacred Conversations, coming up. It's, uh, it'll be released on March 19th. So we'll have that coming up. Let's uh, take a quick break, including our diocesan minute. You're listening to The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Here's your news from the Diocese of Des Moines this Tuesday, February 27th. I'm Anne-Marie Cox. Tonight, parish coordinators of the RCIA programs will be meeting online to talk about the principles of initiation and welcoming folks into the Catholic Church. The Bishop's Celebration of Catholic Schools this summer will have some well-known honorary chairs. One is Frank Hardy, an attorney at Nine Master Good. A leading individual, labor, and employment lawyer, he spent more than 40 years as an advocate and legal counsel for the diocese. He was a founding trustee for St. Francis Parish, supported Holy Family School Foundation, and the Dowling Catholic Foundation. He's been an active member of the Knights of Columbus. Also serving as honorary chairs are Dennis and Connie Purdom of Creston. After a successful careers, they return to their hometown of Creston, where they've been a guiding force with ideas and project designs for St. Malachy School and the Creston community. Dennis helped establish the Catholic Foundation of Southwest Iowa and has helped mentor several priests. We thank Frank, Dennis, and Connie for their tireless effort to support the mission of Catholic Church of the Catholic Church, our diocese, and their local school communities. That's your news from the Diocese of Des Moines. I'm Anne-Marie Cox. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from the Catholic Tuition Organization. Reduce or eliminate your Iowa income tax and instead give to the Catholic Tuition Organization and receive 75% Iowa tax credits. These tax credits are going fast, so reserve yours today and learn more about the Catholic Tuition Organization at ctoiowa.org. ctoiowa.org. The bottom line? It's for the kids and their futures. Catholic Tuition Organization, a great investment in our kids. Join St. Mary's Church of Lone Tree and Nichols for breakfast. Sunday, March 3rd, 8 a.m. to noon at the Lone Tree Legion. Whole hog sausage, pancakes, ham and eggs, juice, milk, and coffee. Free will donation. Sponsored by St. Mary's Church of Lone Tree and Nichols. A message from Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Laser Home Services. Catholic owned and operated, Laser Home Services have been providing Central Iowa with electric, plumbing, heating, and cooling services since 2001. Learn more at laserhomeservices.com. The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Welcome back to the Catholic Morning Show. Don't forget, coming up on Friday, we will have Mass here at the St. Gabriel the Archangel Chapel, Iowa Catholic Radio Studios, Mass at 1130. Every first Friday, you can join us here for Mass. Coming up, uh, our fundraiser week also at our spring fundraiser, March 18th through the 22nd. Uh, we'll be live on air the 19th through the 22nd, so Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We'll be live all four days, and it's going to be radio you don't want to miss. I know for some people, uh, I've heard you say it, fundraiser week is tune-out week, but we're going to be uh, highlighting the priests as well as some deacons, maybe some religious brothers and sisters. Answering the call is our theme for this year's um, fundraiser week, and we're going to highlight those people who have answered the call and serve our church uh, in just heroic ways. So uh, you want to tune in because you're a parish priest. Your pastor might be on during uh, during programming. We're reaching out to uh, as many as we can and, and getting, getting them scheduled and booked. But you can go online now and make your pledge to the spring fundraiser. 
You can also learn more about our Growing the Faith campaign as we look to expand our broadcast reach uh, to all areas of the state that aren't currently being served by Catholic Radio. We're grateful for those places like Marshalltown, Oskaloosa, Fairfield, who are uh, uh, affiliates of ours, you know, low-power FM stations that uh, serve those communities, but uh, we're happy to be partnered with them. Let's go to our next guest for today, Dr. Chris Reed. Good morning, Dr. Deacon Mark, good to be with you. Yeah, so I've read uh, How to Have Difficult Conversations, the book. And that's, uh, the, the, so this sounds almost like it could be the, the spiritual um, counterpart to, the, to, to maybe that type of thinking or philosophy. Am I accurate at all in that assessment? You are 100% accurate. Uh, I've spent my career in talent management and human resources and ha- have also read uh, Crucial Conversations. And when I'm describing this book, Sacred Conversations to Readers, I said, think of it kind of like difficult conversations or crucial conversations for the, for the soul. Yes. Yeah. I, I like that. The uh, but, you, but you actually, this isn't just... Um, Thoughts. You, you actually have some scientific evidence to, to, to state your case and to help people have conversations. Uh, you know, Al Cresta says uh, conversations of consequence, if you will. But I really like how it's kind of described here of, uh, you know, those conversations that sort of set your heart on fire and you know the Holy Spirit is present and it's drawing you closer to God. Yeah, sacred conversations, it, it draws from so my, my background, my doctorate is in human communication studies. So I've always use models of communication with leadership, teams, with groups, with organizations. I've worked in Catholic health care for a number of years. So I draw from what science has to say about how to have these these transformational conversations and, and then went, you know, straight to the gospel, straight to the word of God. And what does scripture tell us uh, in, in fulfilling the purpose of the church to bring us closer to God and, and to to be a, a living sacrament for the unity of, of the human race. So talk about what are the, what are the six components of, of peak communication? So peak communication, that's a concept that, that goes back to Professor uh, Gordon, and it, it's based on Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So we think about our basic needs. That would be like the conversational equivalent of daily chit-chat. But peak communication, and it's interesting because we just – celebrated the the transfiguration last Sunday. And so if you think of peak communication as being more like those mountaintop moments of sublime connection with another person, some of the elements include spontaneity. We can't plan for them. We can't make them happen. We can't force them to happen. Um, Loss of self, so there's a sense of selflessness, and this is a this is a purely scientific secular model of mm-hmm. of communication. But then there's also this 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 notion of awe, of of a, a sense of wonder, a sense of uh, fearfulness, and and so there there really is a spiritual parallel between peak communication and and what I'm describing as sacred conversation. So then, what uh, you know? What are the five? Would be the five ingredients then in, in the anatomy of what you describe as a sacred conversation? So, so the five ingredients. Think of it like making a cake. If we leave one of them out, it's it's not a cake anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the steps that I walk readers through in sacred conversations are first invitation, um, second 
we have to set an intention, and that is, you know, asking the Holy Spirit what what He wants for us, inviting Jesus into that conversation to set that intention. Inquiry, illumination, mm. and integration. So sacred conversations have a, a, a flow to them from invitation to, to action. Integration is all about taking action. And so the book outlines powerful questions to take to setting those intentions to take to prayer, powerful questions to ask one another as you're working through inquiry, and then really pausing to let to let the Holy Spirit be a co-laborer with you and, and lead to that illumination and integration. And I want to highlight that portion there, because I think that's, that's definitely an aspect that I struggle with, is that, that opportunity to stop, connect, reflect, you know, and choose the best course of action or, or the best response in dialogue. Uh, you know, because I'm I'm so eager to uh, um, you know provide a solution, right? Uh, a spiritual solution. What, what tips do you provide for people, and, and how did how do that effectively? I, I tell some fun stories in sacred conversations about working with different groups, and and uh, you know through whether it's one-on-one coaching, spiritual direction. Um, I do think the 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 tips around um, you know inviting the Holy Spirit. That's where we tend to. Um, that's where we tend to sort of want to jump to conclusion. So first and foremost, opening our hearts, asking the Holy Spirit to enter. I tell a story about I've done, I've you know facilitated large sacred conversations with groups, and and sometimes I'll just say, hey, would it be okay if we just paused and and invited the Spirit into this moment? Wow. And every time we we take that pause, people are very uncomfortable with silence. <laughs> But letting that silence sit somewhere between five to seven seconds, it generally happens. Someone will say, well, I, I'm feeling moved to, to say this or to ask this. And so sometimes it's as simple as just taking that pause. Oh, that's, we've got a few more minutes here with Dr. Chris Reed in his book, Sacred Conversations. Do you put on workshops then for you know, utilizing some of the, these techniques or information that you provide in the book? We, we do. My wife and I have started a ministry around sacred conversations. Uh, we have one going on in the Detroit area uh, this Thursday for uh, a, a parish Lenten theme around listening. Mm. So as we're embarking on this synodal journey, uh, listening is obviously the, a, a fundamental building block of that journey. Sacred conversations a little bit more advanced. That's the 201 class. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> yes, uh, we're in, and we're really, really excited to start facilitator training around sacred conversations oh, wow. for people who want to incorporate it into into their their spiritual direction, their yeah. coaching, and and work with groups. That sounds fantastic. And uh, when when will uh, the book's coming out? I believe in March. Is that right? And how can people get get a hold of it? March nineteenth. Yes, they can get the book wherever. Buying books are sold. Uh, SophiaInstitute.com uh, has the book available on their website, and they can always reach out to my wife and I at OurSacredConversations.com. Well, this is great work. I'm looking forward to uh, diving into it. Uh, Dr. Chris Reed, thank you so much. And uh, is there any other work out there that we should that we can direct our listeners to? It, uh, I know you have a book, Future Ready Leadership Strategies for the Fourth Industrial Revolution, in your uh, uh, to your credit as well, right? Yes, that, that that was my first book, a leadership book, and then the Holy Spirit started working on my heart. 
and led me to Sacred Heart Major Seminary and said, you gotta, you got to write about this for my church and for our church. Yeah. That, that book is out there, but um, my, my life's work is, is, is dedicated to, to sacred conversations Love at it. this point. Thank you so much. We'll hopefully talk to you again. Have a holy Lent. Thanks, Deacon Mark. You bet. You bet. Same Dr. to you. God bless. Well, that puts a wrap on today's show. Thank you again so much for tuning in. John Lee Nettie will be back in tomorrow. Uh, Deacon Tony, let's close with a prayer, shall we? Guard your church, we pray, O Lord, in your unceasing mercy. And since without you, mortal humanity is sure to fail, may we be kept by your constant help from all harm and directed to all that brings salvation. May the blessing of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit come down upon all of us, protect us all from evil, and bring us all to his everlasting life. Amen. Amen. And thanks again for to Lane Ogle of the Young Catholic Network, who is on uh, in the first half hour. And again, thank you to Dr. Chris Reed for sharing about his book, uh, Sacred Conversations. For Deacon Tony Valdez, Brady Grimm, I'm Deacon Mark Campbell. Again, thanks for being with us. May your day be blessed and be confident in Christ's mercy and his love. Catholic Morning Show is a production of the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. To hear this and other programs, visit iowacatholicradio.com or download the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Here in this worn and weary land where many a dream has died.